0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Future Talk Podcast. Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Al Saleh and Hany Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. It is one sunny Tuesday right here in the heart of Sharjah. I hope you're all having a blessed afternoon and excited to find out what Google has in store for a lot of Android users. Now, a lot of people like to update their phones pretty regularly, but today i have news for all those who like to stick with their old phones until they can't function anymore because if you run or if you have an android that runs on a certain type of operating system News is that you may not be able to sign in to Google through your smartphone after the 27th of September. Which phones are impacted and what can you do? We're going to be giving you all those details in just a few moments. Also, all Apple Watch users out there, we've got some good news for you, especially if you've been worried about your oxygen level with the COVID-19 virus. Sometimes we tend to feel a little bit breathless and a lot of people will go ahead and think, oh, do I have COVID? Are my oxygen levels really lower than what they were a couple of days ago? Today, we're going to be telling you about the new blood oxygen data feature that has been available for quite some time, but not everyone knows when and how to use it. In the world of weird tech, we have a very exciting story about... Endings, happy endings, or tragic endings with movies. Because if you've always wanted to choose how the movie ends, today we're going to be talking about an interactive cinema that will give you that choice very easily. Also, in the world of apps, today is a very sad day for anyone who loves the Twitter fleets, because we're saying goodbye to them. They are no longer available starting from today, and we're going to be telling you exactly why Twitter has chosen to remove them. We're also going to be talking about one of the most frequently used features on any phone screenshots we take them to showcase certain uh, keep track of certain numbers whether we want to send something that we saw on the internet to someone we always use them but they're about to get a lot smarter how are they going to be doing that we're going to be sharing all those details in just a few moments as well lots and lots is in store on today's show so make sure you keep false 95 locked and we'll be right back false 95 daily digital news Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and all around the world. Today's tech news has to do a lot with Android users because Google will no longer be allowing a sign-in option on Android devices that run Android or any other older Android operating system starting from September the 27th. So make sure you mark your calendars because this is going to be a very sad sad update for a lot of Android users. So if you aren't able to upgrade your phone, you're still able to use Google, but you'll just have to use the device's web browser to access all Google services. So if you have the app downloaded, it will not run smoothly on your device. So if you sign into your device after September 27, and you have a phone, that runs Android 2.3.7, you may get a username or password error when you try to use any Google product or any services. So that goes from the Google Chrome app to Gmail to YouTube to Google Maps. A lot of us, whenever we think of Google, we will only think of, let's say, Google Chrome or the search engine Google. But truth has it that they own a lot more apps than we think and apps that actually matter in our day-to-day lives so if you go ahead and log in after the 27th of september and find google telling you that your username or your password is wrong when you are dead set sure that what you typed was correct no need to worry it's just the fact that It's not like your entire account is hijacked, but just the fact that your phone itself cannot support Google's apps anymore. Now, if your device has the ability to update to a new Android version, just updating the operating system, then all you have to do is just to go ahead and update it. And Google did advise all of its users, all of its Android users to go ahead and update the device so that they can maintain access to Google Maps, any Google apps all of Google services on that device without having any kind of blocks on the road. As part of their ongoing efforts to try and keep us as users safe when using Google products, they will no longer allow that sign-in option on Android devices that run all of these uh, Android Operating systems, just like I mentioned, it's the Android 2.3.7 or anything lower. And that's because these operating systems were actually launched about 10 years ago. Yes, you heard it right. It's been 10 years since these Android operating systems have been basically operating and their support has ended they have ended their support for those uh, Android operating systems and you'll have to go ahead and either update your just your Android operating system or buy a new phone altogether. you've got to have a very old old phone if you still have the Android 2.3.7 because if you cannot update to a newer Android version then that means your phone is probably also kind of lagging with a lot of different apps Uh, if you still want to stick to your old phone you feel like it's running just fine you don't want to update to the newer android version then you still have the option of using google services but you'll actually have to log onto the web browser for any of its services so gmail google maps youtube you'll have to open it on google or the web browser itself safari let's say, not safari it's android but google chrome whatever it is that you're using you'll have to log in directly from the web browser rather than just being able to access all those services through the application itself. Let me know what type of phone do you have and if you have an Android, let me know. Are you a big fan of Google's apps? I don't think anyone doesn't use Google's apps, especially if it's YouTube and Gmail and all those. And do you have the older Android operating system 2.3.7 Or are you the per- type of person Who constantly updates their phones Our text lines are open 4215 Do it to Salat Or sign into RDMs At Pulse95 Radio Coming up on the show This story is dedicated to all those Who own an Apple Watch Because Especially in the COVID-19 pandemic They are actually helping us Keep track of our blood oxygen levels So if you've ever, ever felt breathless And have been wondering Do I have COVID? Have I caught the big C? No worries. You can easily check how's your oxygen doing with one specific feature. What is that feature? Keep Pulse 95 locked to find out more about it. You're listening to Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. This story is for all those who own an Apple Watch, more specifically the Apple Watch Series 6 with the iOS 7 or any more recent update for their Apple Watch because during those tough times, during those COVID times and the rise of cases that we've seen, you actually have a very quick and easy way to check how your blood oxygen is doing without necessarily having to buy that oximeter, that little device that clips on your index finger or even head to the hospital, especially if for those who are a little bit older in age, who kind of experience breathlessness pretty often. And you're always kind of on the edge is it covid how's my blood oxygen doing especially because blood oxygen can actually determine a lot during the virus itself during the virus period we always know that your oxygen levels should remain in the high 90s so if they start dropping that's when you know you need medical support so on your Apple Watch, especially if you own the Series 6, you actually have a built-in app oximeter that can measure your blood oxygen level and basically indicate if you're getting enough oxygen to your brain and other vital organs. Now, I know what a lot of people are actually thinking. How accurate is this? You know, a lot of the times, especially with the calorie count on the Apple Watch, it can sometimes dramatize, kind of like dramatize how much calories you're burning and with other workouts, especially HIIT workouts, you may actually be burning a lot more than what the Apple Watch is saying. But with the oxygen level oximeter on your Apple Watch, it's actually pretty accurate. A lot of doctors have been using it as a health metric to determine how your heart rate is doing and how your oxygen is doing one cardiologist right here in the UAE uh, she works for Medcare Hospital in Dubai she actually said that tracking your blood oxygen level through your Apple Watch is very vital for doctors because it can actually track and kind of catch on low low oxygen levels pretty accurately. And when you visit your uh, healthcare professional, especially whether it was towards the middle period of your COVID recovery, they can use it as a good enough reading. Now, a typical reading should be somewhere between 95% and 100%. Now, as we've always mentioned, the higher the number, the better is your oxygen. But a low percentage of oxygen in the blood can actually either showcase that you might have covid but it could also showcase different health problems one of them being actually sleep apnea where your oxygen levels kind of drop. It's kind of what they call choking in your sleep because you kind of stop breathing for a while and your Apple Watch can catch on that. It can also showcase if you have any cardiac issues. So especially those who have kind of family history with cardiac problems, an Apple Watch could become a lifesaver. The watch's ability to monitor your blood oxygen level is done by using infrared light. So they basically base it all upon infrared light and it's not the it's not the same way that an oximeter would work so it's not necessarily a certified medical device but it could be a good way to report back to your doctor it's not the best way to self diagnose so just because an apple watch reading said that your oxygen is pretty low. It does not mean that you have, let's say, sleep apnea, but it is a good way to kind of keep track of those metrics. When you go and visit a healthcare professional, they could go ahead and showcase and tell you exactly what further tests you would need. Now, I have a story to share actually about a mother who was a COVID warrior, she's a health professional as well, she was gifted an Apple Watch, a Series 6, and when she started using it, especially to track her oxygen level, during her recovery period from COVID-19, Her doctor actually in the hospital were using that Apple Watch as a metric to see how much oxygen saturation did she have at any specific case. And when the number dropped below 90%, she started noticing that her breathing is just not right, that she needed kind of external help. She was actually comparing the results and the numbers that she got on an oximeter with the results that she got on the Apple Watch Series 6. And for the most part, they were fairly accurate. So the readings were almost identical, maybe one or two percentage drops. But apart from that, it was almost the same so if you are sick or you know anyone with a respiratory issue the apple watch series 6 would actually be a very good gift it would provide them a quick indication that they need to kind of visit their healthcare professional get a good checkup or at least just have it's kind of like having an oximeter on you at all times instead of having that uncomfortable device on your finger On your index finger, no one can walk around with that all the time. It would be a great gift for someone to kind of keep their health on track, especially those who are elderly. And if you also just feel absolutely healthy, it's a reliable feature when you're working out because it could always keep track of your blood oxygen no matter where you are. Let me know if you have an Apple Watch Series 6 and how do you like that blood oxygen uh, reading level? For those of you who don't know how to use it, I'll give you a quick guide. To take a reading, all you will have to do is just open that blood oxygen app on your watch. Make sure that your wrist or that the watch is not too low on your wrist and that the band is snug but comfortable so it's not too loose. Keep your hand and wrist as still as possible as the watch makes that reading and then you can tap the start button to begin the scan it will take about 15 seconds it'll it'll give you a quick countdown and then it'll just go ahead and measure it and most of the times that measurement is pretty accurate coming up on the show we still have lots in store for all of you if you are a big fan of watching movies but you kind of hate how the director gets to choose what and how the movie ends we're going to be talking about an interactive cinema that keeps that decision in your hands keep all 75 vlog to find out more about it Bye. Check this out! Check this out! Oh, do you like happy endings or do you like tragic and sad ones? That's a question I want everyone to go ahead and text us in. Up 4215 215, do it this a lot and let me know. Personally, I'm a big fan of happy endings. I don't like sad endings. I don't think. I'm not going to say I don't think people like sad endings because some people do. And I will be honest, some movies do require a sad ending. But at the same time, I would love to get a chance to choose how the movie ends. And sadly, for the longest time, this was just an option for directors. They get to decide how that movie ends. Yet right here in the UAE, there is one interactive cinema that will allow us as the lovely audience to get to choose how the storyline will go for the movie and what's interesting about it is because it is actually the fact that for the longest time you could only give your feedback about the movie what you think of the movie but you could never decide how the movie would turn out so there's one technology that's called CTRL or control it's going to be launched in the region for the very first time by Vox cinemas and it's going to be launched in Saudi Arabia as well as right here in the UAE and it's going to be a glimpse into the future of cinema because they are going to be showcasing the first feature-length interactive film that is known as The Late Shift. It was created by the award-winning talent Tobias Weber and it's going to be screened in the region starting from the 5th of August in two days only. So as a movie lover, you can go ahead and choose from a 180 decision point that will unlock unlimited possibilities for the plot. So. They're giving us seven alternative endings. You get to pick which one of those will happen for the movie. People will get as many as 50 options through the app that will be associated with that movie. With the cinema in general, Vox Cinemas. And all of these votes will be processed to zero in on the most popular choices. So this futuristic solution will actually turn movie showings into games and we have actually seen kind of a glimpse of this in china during the beijing film festival they kind of gave the the audience a choice to pick how the movie ends now during the lockdown a lot of people were actually very interested in indoor entertainment that was including gaming consoles gaming programs reality shows movies you name it people were highly dependent on that to keep themselves kind of occupied we're all on lockdown but now as we return back to movies a lot of inventors and researchers have been trying to kind of find a twist for it you know they want some change in the way we view movies and this will be a beautiful change i can't wait for the 5th of august to give you more details about this showing but let me know Would you like to pick your own ending for the movie that you're seeing? Or do you like the fact that it has been pre-decided for you? You don't have to think about it. You just get to see what the director has in mind. I feel like there's pros and cons to each of those. I would like to pick my own ending for certain movies. But with with other movies, I feel like the ending that the director picks... Is the one that is a perfect fit for it. Our text signs are open 4215 door to sell or sign into our DMs at Pulse 95 Radio. But keep Pulse 95 locked because Future Talk still has lots in store for all of you. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Today is a sad day for Twitter, but also any tweep out there who loved the fleets feature. I don't think there's so many of them because a lot of people were complaining about the fleets feature. Either not working correctly or kind of decreasing the quality of any photo that you go ahead and post on it. But a quick kind of recap for those of you who aren't very text savvy with Twitter they a couple of months ago they launched a new feature called the fleets which functions in a very similar way to Instagram stories and Snapchat stories they're a photo or a video that you can keep on Twitter for up to 24 hours and then they disappear on their own but Today, the 3rd of August, was probably the day you discovered that there are no longer any fleets out there. The company began to test them a couple of months ago, and more specifically in March in Brazil. They kind of launched them to the rest of the world a month after that. And now they decided that they weren't as popular as they thought they would be. So they turned them off and they just went back to that permanent need, permanent nature of normal tweets, which... Personally, I feel like old is gold, you know? You don't try to branch out too much and copy other social media platforms when Twitter is just mainly for people to kind of spill out their thoughts on the Twitter feed without necessarily kind of trying to copy Instagram and Snapchat. So they t- the Twitter spokesperson actually said that he's the head of product for brand and video ads. He said that they built Fleets as a lower pressure way for people to share their fleeting thoughts. So a way for you to kind of share a thought for 24 hours, but not have a permanent record on your timeline of it. They hoped that a lot of people would feel comfortable sharing their thoughts, starting conversations on the platform. But in the time since they introduced Fleets to everyone, they haven't really seen an increase in the number of new people joining Twitter and joining the conversation with Fleets like they hoped. And that's exactly why they decide to go ahead and put it to rest. What I liked is actually the tweet that they launched, Twitter support team launched for everyone to kind of inform them. They said that they're removing fleets on the 3rd of August, working on some new stuff. We're sorry or you're welcome. And I think a lot of people would take that you're welcome because... Not many people enjoyed Fleets. I know Hani did not like them. Um, They also said that they are going to be working on a lot of new features in the coming months. They're evolving what Twitter is. They're going to be trying bigger and bolder things to kind of allow people to have that public conversation. There's a number of new updates that tend to not work out just like Fleets didn't. And they are not shy to say that they tried something and they failed at it. And you know what? They're going to be trying new things in a couple of months. Soon enough, they're going to be testing those updates To They kind of shared with us two things. They said that they're going to be testing some new features on the twi- Tweet Composer. But they're also going to be testing new features on posting photos on Twitter. One of them being that full screen camera. They're going to be adding some new text formatting options and GIF stickers. Now, the top of users' tra- timelines where. We used to have the good old fleets. They're going to soon be occupied by spaces, which is, again, Twitter's way of kind of copying that live feature on Instagram or that uh, clubhouse style of starting a conversation. So it's going to be a good space and a good spot for them to highlight what is happening right now through the Twitter spaces. You'll kind of see if someone is hosting a conversation or speaking in a live audio conversation. It'll pop up just like it does with Instagram. They may even send a reminder or like a little heads up that someone is kind of holding out a space if you'd like to go ahead and join. They also said that they're not they, they're kind of not sad that uh, they went ahead and put Fleets to rest because they are launching a lot of new features that will be targeting smaller groups but also more private chats on the platform very very soon. Fleets didn't make sense for a lot of people, myself included. I felt like it was just a very cheap way of copying Instagram and Snapchat. Let me know what your thoughts are. Our text lines are open. 4215, do it does a lot or sign into RDMs at Pulse95Radio. If you are a big user of screenshots, you tend to do them pretty often. If you want to highlight something to a friend or a loved one or maybe even screen record to kind of showcase what it is that you're trying to do. I'm going to be talking about the future of screenshots because a lot of operating systems, one of them being Android, is actually working on a kind of uh, an evolved format of the screenshot that I'm going to be revealing in just a few moments. So keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. This is Pulse 95. How do you tech? How, how, how do you tech? Screenshots. We always do them without even taking a second thought, whether it was a shopping reference, whether it was a meme, whether it was a cat photo that you want to share with your friends and loved ones or even serious research. You the first thing you think about doing is taking a screenshot and sending it out. It's routine and it's one of the most important features of using your phone, but they have been there since 2007. We're in 2021. There's bound to be an update. Android 12 is late to the game, they're soon going to be getting that full page website screenshot. And if Google can iron those bugs out before release, we will be seeing a lot of people enjoying them. Samsung and Apple have had that feature for quite some time. But recent patents actually show that they have interest in capturing metadata which was basically range from live links to even site-specific information like street addresses, song titles. You don't want to screenshot the entire web page to be able to share those with friends and loved ones. There's also the new scroll capture when you screenshot on a Samsung Galaxy which is basically that tool that would allow you to stitch together a long screenshot. With Apple you would typically take like a screen record and just screen record as you scroll. With Samsung, you can simply stitch together the entire website. You'll browse that screenshot in your gallery. You'll see a go to website shortcut and you'll basically be linked immediately to that website. Now, since iOS 13 back in 2019, whenever you take a screenshot on Safari, a thumbnail kind of pops up, allowing you to either crop it to turn it into a pdf to delete it altogether, and it's been a great feature because sometimes your phone takes screenshots by mistake despite that long history of screenshots it's there there's bound to be a next step what's next that's a question a lot of people are thinking of and the next step may be a link saving option that's going to be the most in demand smart screenshot feature whether you're a lawyer whether you're an academic doing research or even just shopping we need an option where you can basically preserve the link from the page that you're looking at for future reference without you having to do that yourself so full copyable test capture is very important and we're soon going to be seeing different phones actually introducing different ways about it one of them being samsung so samsung kind of gives you an option where you can go back to the original page when you view it in the gallery especially if you take a screenshot of the website but soon enough you may even have it saved on your phone without taking a second thought. So the phone kind of recognizes when you would need that website once again, especially if it's a website that you constantly look up. Apple also was recently granted a patent on its device, method, and graphical user interface. Big name, but it basically means that it's soon enough gonna be even storing GPS locations, URLs, images, and whenever you wanna go ahead and access them once again, it'll be able to pull it up for you without necessarily taking a screenshot. There's also a lot of details about being able to edit, annotate, and share screenshots on the touchscreen. We've seen a similar feature um, on iOS. You can kind of, scribble around or write down things with that edit option but it's also going to be soon available for other operating systems as well. Uh, Lots and lots is in store for screenshots. Uh, If we look back in time we would find out that 2007 was the first time the iPhone launched screenshot capabilities and 2008 was the time when Android hopped on that bandwagon. They didn't though allow you to screenshot and add features on a specific photo. Uh, I'm excited to see what 2021 and 2022 has in store for screenshots. Let me know how often do you use screenshots and what do you find yourself screenshotting the most? I think personally, it's got to be Google searches for me and maybe memes or posts of other people so if i want to tell my friend oh this person did this i'll just screenshot instead of if i can't share that post with them on that social media platform so let me know would you tend to screenshot most often and yeah, let's start a conversation. Sadly, Future Talk is coming to an end, but you can catch me again same time, same place tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. I hope you enjoyed this hour with me as much as I did. But Pulse95 Radio is going to keep you entertained with the next show, Afternoon Karak, will be commencing from 4 to 5 p.m. With the dream team, Aisha mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will be keeping you entertained with all things pop culture, what movies and shows are trending, and what day is today. You're going to have to stay tuned to find out what memorable day is it today Uh, i'll catch you again tomorrow hope you're all having a blessed afternoon and enjoy your day but keep pulse 95 locked because our shows will keep you entertained throughout the day this is pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m